morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to another Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Excited to kick the day in the ass with you guys and get this thing started in the right way. So no bullshit. This is the way I like to start the day. I come out of this breathing fire. All of the, you know, the same way that you won the burpee contest this morning. <laughs> we can tell everybody about. This is you know, mental gymnastics. This is putting me in a place where I'm working it through. I'm thinking, come out firing. Hopefully everybody here feels the same thing. Scott Garber, first one in the house this morning. Great job. Little did I know, I'm the last one to know in the family that he now lives in Florida. Hello. <laughs> I don't know how you didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't know that. It just, it's like, I'm shouting him out to Denver and he goes, what are you talking about? And I wasn't going to, like, stop the show in the middle and be like, you know, he doesn't live in Denver, right? But he happened to have been in Denver, like, the week prior to that, which is funny. Well, I'm excited that he uh, will be closer to some of our family events, so that'll be uh, fantastic. Um, we got to uh, give a big uh, um, push-off, send-off to Patrice Jimenez today. She leaves for her trip in Philadelphia, so she's going to rock it today. Good, good luck to her. in Philly. I um, I know that you're speaking um, tomorrow. Tomorrow. The week is clicking by. Tomorrow will be Thursday already. So we're going to get through today. Got a lot of great stuff to do today. And then tomorrow I will be at the Levan Center at 1 o'clock in the afternoon spreading the good word about modern business development. So I will be speaking twice in Orlando, uh, early August and then mid-August. And the second event that I'm doing is sort of a unique kind of event that they wanted some entrepreneur to get up and kind of give a state of the union of business. Our friend Jay Katari is the one that is the moderator. And he asked me if I would do it, which I'm happy to do. But when they published it, they said that I'm a plenary speaker. There's a keynote and a plenary. I ask you, my son, of wisdom I got nothing for you. I I was really hoping that you already looked it up and had the answer for it. I did. Because I was like, wait a minute, man. Do they want me to do some kind of sex act on stage or something? What is is a plenary? I'm going to give it a minute. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Take it down. I want want everybody here, if you know what plenary is, a plenary speaker. It's actually very flattering. I'm very excited. I have no idea what it means. Um, But in the meantime, while everybody is trying to Google what plenary means and give the answer in the huddle, um, it was a great start to the morning today. For those of you that work out at F45, this week has been like a challenge week and a different challenge every day. This morning, we did every minute on the minute a burpee challenge. We started with a round of six. And then you added one every minute after that. And the goal was to get all the way to 17. And I happened to be the only one in the class to make it all the way to 17. So great way to start the day by winning a challenge, right? Nothing like being the last one standing for those who want to know. And thank you, Melissa, for playing the game and at least giving it a guess. Most people have no idea. Uh, uh, Shay, show them the definition of plenary. A plenary speaker is to be attended by all participants. The last one here, a meeting or session attended by all participants at a conference or an assembly. So there's lots of different agendas going on at this event. It's a three-day event. There's going to be lots of people 
tons of speakers, as you saw. The one time that they all come together is for yours truly. So that I mean, I would say that that would be better than a keynote, right? I like keynote, keynote is kind of like the kickoff, which is very important, right? You want to be the keynote. You want to be the, the, the guy who kicks it all off or the woman who kicks it all off. But I think the plenary, which is the one that is suggested to be attended for everyone, it's got to be a pretty high honor. Well, I will tell you, there's a first time for everything. I have never been a plenary speaker. So I know. to figure out, is there some kind of like hat or some kind of scarf that you get for being a It's like the Wizard of Oz. Do I get like a hat or a brain or a, you, you know, a pin? I think we're going to get you a plenary pin. Man. So it's just, I know that I'm going to put it in my LinkedIn title from now on because it is I'm an plenarian. And Shay and Sarah will, will be with me doing that. all of the video. I promise you, the first thing I'm going to talk about to that audience is I am so honored to be a plenary speaker. You're the plenarian. I love it. Uh, to be the plenarian. <laughs> yes, Jeff Bishop, who says there should be a sash. Oh, we're getting you a sash. We're put it in the book. Shay, Shay, Sarah, let's figure it out. Let's figure out how to get a sash made that says Planarian on it because that's got to happen. We have our marketing meeting today. I think we need to bring the sash back. The sash that. is a very cool accessory. Anyway, um, lots of fun. Still very honored. It'll be great. I get to speak to two audiences. Uh, Nancy Stellway, I'll be speaking to your group. Um, August 2nd, August 1st or 2nd in Orlando. That's the people from Take Stock in Children who are doing great stuff. There'll be 500 plus people in the audience waiting to hear my words of wisdom about how to market yourself. And if I can do that. Speaking of children, I'd be remiss to not mention tomorrow night's event at Jewel Toned Interiors. Cannot wait to support Children's Harbor. Uh, going to be some unbelievable artwork on display that can that's going to be auctioned off. And mostly the reason I'm going is because it's just going to be a good time. It's going to be a bunch of really good people that we love to hang out with. So I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there. If you have not gotten your ticket yet, reach out and we will send you the link so that you can get your ticket to be there. Right and uh, we are uh, dividing and conquering. I will not be there. My uh, apologies to everybody, but I believe there will be two Noodlebergs in attendance, correct? There will be two Noodlebergs and Sarah will be there as well. So we will be well represented at the event tomorrow night. So um, as a matter of daily habit, I look and search the internet like it's a library and then look for things I can pull out to keep the video content that people are putting out, which there's no cost other than the time and the energy to consume it is amazing. 
And I want to talk about one topic today, and it's called overthinking. I have two uh, videos that I'm going to share, one from Mel Robbins, who's spectacular, the other from Tim Grover. I had already written something years ago in the vault about overthinking. So I don't know where this will take us, but I think we'll have some fun talking about it. Kick it off with Mel Robbins. In any area of your life where you feel stuck, you know what you need to do to move the needle to change your career, to improve your health, to work on your marriage. The information is everywhere. And in fact, if you're listening to me right now and you go, Mel Robbins, you are wrong. I have no idea what to do. I just know I'm stuck. Go to Google and type in, I hate my job. And you will get hundreds of millions of links. You will probably find 100,000 videos that are made by people who have been stuck in their jobs, who will walk you through a step-by-step -step process that you could take in order to change. The what is easy. The issue is how. How do you make yourself take actions when you're afraid, when you're scared, when you're overwhelmed? How do you break bad habits? How do you break the negative thinking that is causing you to feel paralyzed? See, the problem for most of us is we think about what we need to do, but thinking won't change your life. The I love it. I mean, she, she's great. I love listening to her podcast. She puts out really great uh, video content all the time, as you talked about. But I, I, going back to it, like, I remember being in football and in every preseason, we had speakers that got brought into the team. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, like we're so privileged. We're so fortunate that we get to have Daryl Strawberry. We get to have Inky Johnson. We get to have, you know, SEAL Team 6. We get to have these people come in and speak to us. Now, this is 2012, 2013. So like the internet was not new, but YouTube and using it for learning and having access to that kind of information wasn't as easily available as it is now because of podcasting. Like, I think what she's talking about there is great. There's thousands of articles that you will find, but now also you're going to find video content. You're going to find podcast audio content. You're going to find what you need in whatever facet you want to consume it in. It used to be like, well, there's a book and you got to read the book. So if you don't like to read, that's your barrier to entry. You got to figure right. out a way to get over it. That's right. no longer the case. It's any kind of which way you want to consume it. It's going to be available for you. So I love that she said, like, figuring out what to do is not really the problem. It's really how do I then implement it into my life to get myself to do it, which we can talk about that for sure. So I, I don't know if you know my Mel Robbins story. I was uh, speaking at uh, John DeJulius's event in Cleveland. And, you know, I get up stupid early. I go down in the lobby and the coffee shop is open really, really early there's a lady that comes up behind me. I, I was sorry. She was in front of me. So I would like said to her, I was like, good for you. Oh, uh, something good for you. Yeah. I get up yeah. early with the, and she like kind of grumbled something back at me and you know, she was not made up. She was not nothing. And she got her coffee and she left it in my head. I was like, 
Oh, she yeah. looks friendly, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh -huh. Then I go upstairs, I shower, I shave, whatever. I come down to the event and they have a speaker's table. I sit down right next to Mel Robbins and I look at her and I go, no. And she goes, yeah. So That's funny. Do not mess with me first thing in the morning. So anyway, so I, I was fortunate. I loved her. I bought her book for a bunch of people. Um, she is one that puts it out very genuinely. And I, what caught me there is... I think, you know, what she says is, yeah, everybody sort of knows I'm stuck. Yeah, I'm stuck. If you look at a car, you're in, you know, quicksand, you're stuck. I mean, that's obvious. That's the theater of obvious that I'm stuck. So it's not what she says is not the what, mm -hmm. it's the how. And the how it's never been easier to find out now. To your point is you got... You know, how do I do this? How do I iron a, you know, this? How do I do, how do I tie a tie? Anything you want to do, you know, Chris Pollock nails it as well. You know, so you get caught in this procrastinating and negative talk track. But the reality is the answers are everywhere. But, and I think when she was talking about like, how do you overcome your own behavior? How do you break the bad habit? Or how do you really start to take action towards it? I think it comes down to, small and consistent, right? Like I had a coaching call yesterday with one of our leaders and it was all about time management. And I went through the whole strategy with him. And so I was like, okay, where do you think a good place to start is? And he was like, well, I'm going to time block my whole calendar and I'm going to have everything, you know, exactly where I need it. And I'm going to have all of it done. And I was like, that sounds really good. I said, but that's a really easy way to set yourself up for failure because right. you're going to do that one or two days, and then it's going to fall off and it's going to completely go away and you're going to have to start back over from scratch. Nobody nobody does well trying to eat the elephant in one bite. I was like, so how do we take it back? Instead of having your entire calendar time blocked, how do we focus on maybe choosing one thing that we're going to put on the calendar, we're going to discipline ourselves to doing that one thing, and if we can do that for a week, you earn the opportunity to then do two the next week, or maybe it's three in the first week and then you add it to four the next week. But figuring out, and Jay Katari says, baby steps, you got to figure out what the small, consistent, incremental growth looks like, because that's how you get to really building momentum for yourself and creating new habits. It's not, oh, wow, I just got the 12-step plan that I need to put into place, and I'm going to start doing all of that tomorrow. So there are people who are overachievers who do that. Everything I'm going to run the marathon tomorrow, you know, relax, pump the brakes, do a mile at a time. But, you know, I think for me, the remedy to all of it is to do something. Yep. You know, people get stuck. doesn't matter what you do. Motion, yeah. that motion of doing something changes the momentum. It pushes you. It creates momentum creates momentum all of a sudden it's like all right that didn't work but i'm going the boat yeah. has left the dock um i love tim grover um if you haven't read anything from tim grover uh, mark you know who tim grover is of course I mean, tim was fortunate to work with michael jordan and some other greats kobe kobe here's, here's tim grover all we're thinking is the art it's an art it is literally an art it's an art that a lot of individuals here have mastered it's the art of creating issues and problems that don't exist. There's enough issues in life that already exist. Fear is an instinct. Fear propels you. It wakes you up. It gets you going. Doubt you create. 
Everything you've doubted about yourself, everything you've doubted about your abilities, everything you've doubted about how far you can go, everything you've doubted about how hard you should work, everything's doubted about where you should be. You created it. You're supposed to be scared. You're supposed to have fear. You're not supposed to have doubt. So uh, what's your take? Because I, I had a roadmap here that I was... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I just think, you know, um, overthinking is a safe place. People have created this, like, if I don't do anything, I can't be wrong. Right. And so this idea of overthinking, and it's overthinking about everything. Overthinking yep. creates what we what were talking about, decision fatigue. Make a fucking decision already. Just do something. You know, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, do read a book, go for a bike ride. Do the mo You know, so again, when he talks about it, he says we're really good at setting ourselves up for that. That talk track of creating something out of nothing it's usually and i've used this term a lot i i really do i say you know you don't even know what movie is playing you right. made up a movie in your head you could write the script any way you want but people choose not to they choose the oh my god the self-rejection piece and i you know this is where we can get into some of the meat and potato and i just i just love when people tell me like well i know Right. And, and they go, well, I know I, I know that this person is going to do this or do that. Or I know that this is what the outcome is going to be, because my immediate question to that is, well, how do you know? How do you can, can, you, can you tell me how you know? Right? right. And nobody ever has an answer to that. And so, like, part of when I'm teaching people about people development, I'm like, you got to remember, you don't know. You think you know, but you don't. And until you put people in the position, until you offer them the right amount of teaching and training and opportunity, you really don't know. And so unless you can talk to me about how much time you've spent putting into it, unless you can talk to me about how many times you've tried it, unless you can give to me a case study that shows me how you know, you don't fucking know. So stop telling yourself that, you know, and just try and figure out. Because that, I think, is the big difference to me is I'm just willing to find out. I really don't know. And I'm willing to say that I don't know. And I'm willing to be wrong or I'm willing to just find out and uh, have bad things happen in order to be able to learn so that I do know. I think you and I could talk about this all day because it is fundamentally the basis of all coaching and, you know, having somebody there to change your talk track. You know, Nancy is so great when she says, you know, sometimes people overthink just to avoid that action. You know, I got, right. I don't want to do that. Well, it, it, so it, 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 it's, I know I want to, I want, I say I want to do something yet. I don't really want to get uncomfortable and do what's necessary so all of the doubt or all of the fear, or all of the stories I can make up that help me feel good about not taking that action, protect me from, from having to get myself uncomfortable so I can stay in the place that I say I don't want to be in. Like what a horrible cycle to be stuck in. So I had dinner with Jeff. First of all, Jeff, great comment. What's the worst that can happen? You know, okay. I'm at zero. I, I'll still be at zero. You know, it's okay. You know, I can start right. over. I had dinner with Jerry last night and he was saying to me, he goes, your ascent in this new space has been phenomenal to watch. And he was like, sort of wanted me to unpack how I did it. And I go, I don't re didn't really think about it. I just, right. just, did it, right? just did it. I didn't get caught up in all of the crap. And that's the overthinking part is people get caught up in all of the scenarios and all of the thing. I just started doing it. 
And by doing it, I was learning as I was going, oh, this works. Or like I, I re-asked with him the night that we went to zero revenue. Right. You know, and ever all of us were like, oh, we this, do now? Isn't <laughs> this isn't good. What do we do? And we did something. We did it fast. Right. You know, we did it right away. And we were the first ones to do it. And so, you know, this morning, you were the last one to do it. Yeah, this last one. It hurt. It probably right. was, you were dying. But if you didn't get caught up in the thinking, you got caught up in the doing. Yep. And that's why for years I marketed myself as a doer. I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to work my ass off to find out. So, you know, And it goes back to that Mel Robbins point in the beginning. Like, well, how do you figure out what to do? Just look around. Look at what other people are doing and try it. Right. I'm going to try that. I'm going to see if it works. And what most people do is they try it one time and they go, oh, I knew it. It didn't work. Yeah. And then they walk away from it. You know what I mean? Like you got to commit to it. You got to commit to it for a disciplined amount of time to give yourself the opportunity to be successful. And Jake asked a great question. He goes like, does it matter who you're listening to? Of course it does. Totally. Of course it does. Like you want to try to listen to people that have either been in a similar scenario or are in a similar space or have something that relates to the position, the place that you're in, and that can speak to it from experience. Like, I think that's the important part of figuring out what you're going to try to do is if people have already done it and been successful with it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work for you, but pretty, pretty, pretty good likelihood that it might. So it's worth trying that to figure it out. I mean, it's so great. I had a conversation with Richard McMahon yesterday. He's been on board with us with me one month. Mm-hmm. And all of this stuff is happening. And he was like basically complaining that he was in virtual coffee hell. I go, a month ago, you had nothing. Now right. you did something. You have results. It may not be the results you ultimately want, but you're bitching about that. Right. <laughs> we were cracking up. He was like, right. yeah, I guess it's all perspective. You know, it's a constant evolution to get you where you want to go. Great conversation. Love it. Tomorrow. Uh, Hunter in the hot seat is no, it's today. Today's Wednesday. Today's no. Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. So we'll have Jake on the show for the first time in a couple Jake. weeks. To me, it's always Halloween. So it's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, scary, dude. that's like three now. I don't know if I gotta like call a doctor and get you assessed. Like, I don't know what's happening. I'm excited. I'm so wound up. It's uh, but there is great motivational music today, um, that we will close with. The name of the song is Thinking Out Loud. It's Ed Sheeran and uh, John Mayer. It's unbelievable. What a great way to take us out. Any final thoughts there? Before we do that, always as a reminder, if you're enjoying the conversation, then you should absolutely sign up for our newsletter, which is packed with noodle, noodle nuggets, downloadable tools, and our weekly blog. This year, it's all uh, this week. It's all about building trust. So make sure that you're signed up for the newsletter. Can't wait to hear the motivational music. Let's go. We'll see you tomorrow. Live, Ed Sheeran and John Mayer. Sing this song. If you don't know the words to this, you're at the wrong concert. We don't have to wait like we used to before. And our pants feed you up every day. We don't master under the taste of love. We don't rise till smile in front of you. Say it. But darling, I.